Hi, welcome to Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Roquid, and today we will be discussing the ancient civilization named Shang China. Shang China was first thought to emerge around 17 BCE when a man by the name Chang Tang overthrew the king of Xia. We are actually unsure this overthrow happened. However, according to KhanAcademy.com, quote, The Shang Dynasty is the oldest Chinese dynasty whose existence is supported by archaeological finds, but more evidence for the existence of the Jia Dynasty may emerge, end quote. Though scholars may not fully agree on dates and details of the earliest Chinese civilizations, Shang China was agreed to be the earliest Chinese dynasty to leave behind written records and reliable archaeological evidence of their existence. Shang China is the second of three dynasties, and Western scholars believe legendary Jia to be an early civilization which existed between the Neolithic era and the Shang cultures. Third dynasty was recorded to be the Zhao dynasty. Shang China was labeled as one of the several contemporary civilizations in China. Its dynasty settled next to the Yellow River Valley due to the type of soil co- located there, called Loess. Loess soil was extremely fertile and was perfect for growing crops. Since the Shang Dynasty was a heavily agricultural center society, this helped in the growth and development of Chinese civilizations. I think that's enough talk for now. Let's have a small intervention. Small trivia question for all those who have been listening. How many Chinese dynasties have I mentioned and what are the names? I'll give it a little time. Okay, three, two, one... It's three dynasties named Jia, Shang, and Zhao. Congrats to those who got it right. Back to the studio. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for continuing to tune in. We have now discussed the time period, geography, and dynasties during the Shang China period. Shall we talk about the government next? During the China Shang China era, it was a monarchy governed by a series of kings, totaling to 29 or 30, over the course of almost 600 years. Talk about having a lot of leaders. The kings were served by officials who had specialized positions, which most officials belonged to a hereditary class of aristocrats, which meant they were most likely related to the king himself. Imagine having to serve your own family for years. I'd go crazy. Though there were not that many laws preserved, there were punishments for crimes committed by the Chinese. The, the crimes were divided into five punishments, tattooing, amputation of nose or feet, they also removed reproductive organs, and lastly, punished with death. Though laws were not recorded, the Shang Dynasty was strict about crimes committed. Let's get off the topic of crimes. Let's talk about religion. The Shang Dynasty were highly religious even to the point they were polytheistic, meaning they believed and worshipped many gods. The Shang compromised a combination of animism, which is the idea that everything has a soul, and shamanism, which is the belief in shamans having the ability to communicate with the spiritual world. Their different gods represent natural and mythological symbols, such as the dragon, phoenix, the wind, and many more. Peasants would also pray to these gods for bountiful harvests, and festivals to celebrate these gods were common as well. Religion and their beliefs also played a role into Shang China's writing and language. Shang China used oracle bones for the writing and quoted from KhanAcademy.com, quote, The oldest surviving form of Chinese writing is found as inscriptions of divination records on the bones or shells of animals called oracle bones, end quote. These oracle bones were used by Chinese kings to predict the future and figure out the answers to their questions. First, ancient kings would predict the future by inscribing the question, their name, and the date. Next, they would heat the bone until it cracked, which would interpret and provide an answer to their question by the shape of the crack. This practice of divination helped the society, and the answers to the questions were a great deal and would reveal the importance of these oracle bones to the Shang society. Lastly, we'll be discussing the contributions the Shang society provided to the world, their social hierarchy as well.
Shang's China's metal technique and method was highly diffused and adopted by others. They casted bronze to create objects and weapons for battles and war. These weapons were created frequently due to the Shang constantly being at war. As I said earlier, these techniques were adopted and were shared by, with other civilizations. In turn, these civilizations granted Shang China with goods and new trades. New are finally onto social hierarchy. Chinese cities had two city walls, one inner wall and one outer wall. Common residents were allowed to live within the inner wall, however they could not go past it. The inner walls were for temple areas, cemetery sites, and broadcasting areas, etc. The only people who were able to enter the inner walls were the political elite and craft specialists, who were categorized as engineers for the important ritual performances. The architecture for these cities were usually designed to separate the different social classes and make sure the peasants and ancient kings were not included in the same area. I guess this concludes the ancient civilization segment of my podcast. Remember that Shang China was a very diverse civilization who had a unique set of standards and beliefs due to their time period and area. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you all come back for more of Rose Podcasts.